Good morning and welcome to this assembly. We are so glad that you are here and we invite everyone here to come back at five o'clock. Have your Bible ready in the book of Acts chapter two. Acts chapter two. Prior to what I'm going to read, Jesus had said back in Matthew 16, upon this rock, I will build my church. Prophecy revealed the plan. Jesus died, was raised from the dead, and after his ascension back to heaven, the apostles were empowered by the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel. All who responded were added to the church. This morning I want to concentrate our attention on the local church. That is, groups of Christians in various geographic locations who work together in keeping with the teachings of the apostles in the New Testament. The New Testament contains evidence and examples of local churches, making it very clear that God wants his people to be together in local assemblies and do work locally together. Today, I want us to consider how God builds a great local church. I'm talking about the local working unit, the local spiritual family charged with the task of edifying one another and spreading the gospel. This passage informs well our understanding. Acts chapter 2, 42 to 47. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all, as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. There was now a local church in Jerusalem. How did God use these people to advance his cause? To develop faithful disciples of Christ. To edify those disciples. And at the same time to spread the gospel. First of all, God worked through his word. Look at verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. God uses his people to do his work, and it's always based on 
his word. What he has said ought to be done. What he has said about how we ought to live. Without this word, there would be no unified plan. There would be no clear purpose. No precept or pattern. The word of God that we have in written form informs what we do together as a local church and how we live as individual disciples. What happens when a group of people are left to their own human ways, claiming to serve God but with no attention to the teaching he gave? Well, what happens is illustrated by the history of the church at Corinth. Not giving heed to God's word, various men formed groups or followers. And the result was division, animosity, and the Lord's work wasn't accomplished in that situation where men were claiming control. And the same can be observed in modern denominational practice when God's word is sidelined or pushed away and human hierarchy steps up. God's work isn't done. And through various human innovations and repeated revisions, people are not edified and the gospel isn't spread. Luke is documenting here in Acts chapter 2 how God builds up local churches and it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Remember two things. One, the apostles delivered what the Lord gave them to deliver through the Holy Spirit. Two, we have that body of instruction in this book that we hold, the New Testament. In order for God to work through us to build up this church, we've got to keep this book open. We need to read it, study it, preach from it, use it, follow it, and guard against any departure from it. God works through us as we apply His Word. That must be our commitment here. If we eventually fill this building, if we only have a few, if the budget is strained or if there is surplus, whoever the preacher is, whatever shape the building is in, whatever struggles may occur, whatever opposition may come, we must be constant here. Our commitment to work and live under the authority of Scripture. God builds good churches through people who follow His Word. Further, God works through the unity of his people, people who are unified by this body of instruction. Notice verse 22 in our text in Acts chapter 2, all who believed were together. From time to time, you may hear somebody say something like this, I don't need anybody. 
I can be a Christian all by myself. Sometimes you'll hear that radical statement that reflects a sense of such independence that people will actually say, I can be a Christian all by myself. I don't need anybody. God says you do. All who believed were together. God wanted his people to be together, to be united. I want you to think about the structure and content of the New Testament. You can do this, if not now, some other time. Take a look at the table of contents in the New Testament and tell me what you see. God sent messages to Christians, but where were they? The local church in Jerusalem, Athens, Rome, Ephesus, Philippi, Corinth, Thessalonica, Galatia. What are we to conclude? That God works through his people who are united under Christ to help each other, mutually encourage and edify one another, spread the gospel, assemble for worship, attend Bible classes, contribute, work together through the word and through our unity based on that word we all follow. God builds churches through the daily lives of the members. You'll notice in verse 46, day by day. Day by day they prayed. Day by day they praised God. Day by day they received their food with gladness and generous hearts. Day by day they helped each other. It was a way of life. Under the authority of Christ, lived out daily, not just occasionally showing up. If your life as a Christian is limited to a building, that's not the life of a Christian. If your life as a Christian is limited to a building, that's not the life of a Christian in the full New Testament sense. You know the Pharisees... We're good at showing up. On some occasions, when these men showed up, they made certain everybody knew they showed up. They sought the best seats at the place. When they offered a benevolent gift, they would show up accompanied by trumpet fanfares. The Pharisees were good at showing up. They were not good at living right day after day. And people saw that. People could see. These are the guys who show up. But we know how they live. We see them robbing widows and telling children to go away. We hear their hypocritical pronouncements and observe the cold treatment of people in need. God uses people who show up and who light up the world with the influence of their consistent, righteous behavior. Here's something I came across on social media last week. It's a mistake to think that Christianity is giving God an hour of your life once a week. Following Christ is a 24-7 lifestyle. 
from the point of your baptism until death. God builds up churches through his word, the unity of his people who walk in the light and let their lights shine day after day. And God uses his people through evangelism. Turn a couple of pages in Acts chapter 5 and verse 42. Acts 5, 42. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. You know what you could call this? Look at the verse. You know what you could call this? Every day evangelism. This is what individual disciples did and should be doing today. They didn't contract with an institution to do this work. They didn't do it once a year. They didn't sit around and talk about it and then make excuses for not doing it. They didn't just study how to do it or plan to do it or read books about it. It was everyday evangelism and Luke says they did not cease. Now, don't impose anything into this. Let me explain. It wasn't that they didn't have anything else to do. It wasn't that this was such a peaceful time with community favor. The apostles had been beaten prior to this statement in Acts 5.42. And remember, these Christians had families. They had to have groceries. They had responsibilities. And they were like us in so many ways about ordinary living circumstances. But they were unlike us perhaps in one way. They did not cease day after day teaching and preaching that Jesus is the Christ. They had obstacles. We look around in this community and it may be we can see obstacles everywhere. We see huge religious buildings and campuses going up. We see buildings with full parking lots and historically and culturally we know that there are certain religious systems that seem to have a hold on the valley. We can look around and see secularism, atheism. We see all the obstacles. Do we see our duty through those obstacles? We look around in society and we quickly observe how churches are in decline and religion is under attack. And many people today are perfectly satisfied having no religion at all. Or a religion that answers all their felt needs for comfort but has no basis in the word. When we look around and get focused on all the negatives and we see all the obstacles, where do we see ourselves in terms of everyday evangelism? And maybe we even say to ourselves, well, God understands how hard it is. 
Has God ever said to his people, Folks, here's what I want you to do, but if it's hard, never mind. We have to do this. Because God has said we must, and there are people we know who are lost in sin. Every one of us here, me, you, all of us, know people who are not Christians. Are we talking to them? We have to let our faith produce the courage to overcome the fear, to open our mouths and speak the gospel. There are people out there we may not know yet who want to do what's right, who are seekers, but need to be taken to Scripture. We need to make an effort to find those people. And that may mean opening conversations among ourselves about how we can do this. Praying for courage and opportunity. God builds up local churches through his word. Through the unity of the people who are living their lives based on that word. Their daily living and their active evangelism. While it may not be the typical occurrence, sometimes something comes up on my social media feed that captures my attention and is worth sharing. I saw this a few months ago. How to destroy churches. And it's not written as a recommendation, it's written as a wake-up call. How to destroy churches. Never evangelize. Consider Bible classes to be optional. If the people don't adopt all your opinions, leave. Value yourself over souls. Attend worship assemblies infrequently. Neglect the young people and the old people and all those in between. Hang around only the few people that you like. If other people are doing things, then let them do it. Refuse to volunteer. Don't let daily Bible reading distract you. Complain a lot. Never encourage or say thank you. And remember, never evangelize. I think we all know that's not the Lord's way And we need to be devoted to doing it God's way. Now, what I'm talking about this morning is not a new challenge. As long as I can remember, churches have faced the problem of what we used to call nominal membership. Showing up part of the time. Staying on the periphery of activity. People who could be here. Ignoring opportunities on Sunday night and Wednesday night. As long as I can remember, this has been a problem facing local churches. We cannot take comfort in that. Have you fallen into habits and spiritual laziness symptoms that you know require correction? Is there more that you can do 
here at Laurel Heights? Are you a team player? Are you among those who do not cease teaching and preaching that Jesus is the Christ? Let's bow in prayer. Heavenly Father, while we know that sin is the favored way of life, may it never be so among us. While we know that many are lost in sin, may it not be because we said nothing. While we know that religion is in decline, may our zeal for the gospel never be in decline. Help us to plant the seed of the kingdom and trust that power to yield good results. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's be standing as we sing.